So this is um, one of the series of podcasts that I'm recording and visiting lots of different business people and entrepreneurs. So um, thank you very much, Mike, if you'd like to introduce yourself to everybody so they know who you are and, and what this is going to be about. Indeed. Um, thanks for having me. My name's Mike Seymour. I'm the sales director at Sterling Business Systems. Um, we're a local photocopier company, for want of an old-fashioned old word. Um, we've been going for about 30-odd years. Um, we're not massive, um, but we've got a different way of doing business, which embraces the modern way, the modern world. And that's what we've just been talking about, isn't it? About how it doesn't matter what size you are, whether you've got lots of stuff, whether you're small, it's the, the work that you do and being confident in the product or service that you're selling and how that's changed for you um, and what, what that's meant for the business as a, as a result. So what's the, the major change that's come about for Sterling? Um, if I had to put me, me house on it, um, I'd say it's the internet. The internet's what's levelled the playing field. Mm. Um, it's no longer about how bright and shiny your sign is out the front of the building. It's about your footprint on the internet. And that yeah. could be through social media, it could be your websites, it could be anything. It's how you can put yourself in front of people that matter quickly and deliver a message quickly. So yeah. that as they're sat scrolling through the phone or whatever they're doing, um, if they're in the market, we use the power of the Googles and the Facebooks and the Instagrams of the world and their algorithms to take my advert for what I provide yeah. and put it in front of that person. And you were saying how that's changed the sales process in comparison to your competitors, so that's what makes you unique. Yeah, um, certainly the traditional sales cycle, sales model, um, yeah, there is there is a market for it, but it's very labour intensive, it takes a lot of time and it's very expensive to, for example, fund a salesperson, to sit on the telephone, to find people to phone, to phone them, to make an appointment, to get into their company car, yeah. to drive across, to then try and sell their story. Um, if that becomes a sale, brilliant, um, but because of the physical constraints of being doing your sales like that, you can do maybe 10, 15 appointments a week at a push if people want to see you. Yeah. Um, or you can use the internet and get in front of tens of thousands of people a week. You know, you've just got to get good at knowing what you're going to say when you get there. And was that a significant investment for the company and a shift in how it's been traditionally delivering its service? It was a saving. Um, it was a saving. It's all about the attention. Where is it? You know, how do we get it? The old days of a sales rep, you know, before the internet, it was how good were they on the phone, how prolific were they uh, picking up the handset, dialing numbers and telling the story. Now, um, a, but that sales rep costs 10, 15, 20, 25, 30,000 pounds, plus his running costs and bonuses and all the rest of it. Or you can advertise via the internet if you really want to, if you really good and keen um, and, and experienced in how this thing works, you can do it for free. Yeah. You know, you can, if you want to sell uh, napkins to 28 year old mums in Derby, you can advertise to 28 year old mums in Derby if you want, um, or 
55 year old guys that have just retired you can advertise to them you can do whatever you like in our b2b business which is what we do we've got another massive advantage is we know who we're going to be talking to it's not just a general guess it's not the can i speak to the buyer yeah. at whatever company with a little bit of research we can go on linkedin we can go on facebook we can go on google and that phone call suddenly becomes can i speak to dave smith mandy smith or whoever yeah. we can be very direct and we can even advertise to their phone yes you know it's and it costs pennies compared to the hundreds of thousands tens of thousands of pounds it would be to advertise normally or fund a member of staff yeah to do it most companies most of our competitors when we look at the xeroxes the ricos the canons and all the other big names in the marketplace if we look at them online if we look at their online presence there is a big online presence they're very good at saying here's who we are mm. but really they're just telling people what they already knew there's nothing different about that um if you look at the sterling media and you'll see it's a bit more personalized it's a little bit more uh, it's less stuffy or we try and make it less stuffy mm. there's there's you know we're still british at the end of the day <laughs> we can't have too much fun but um there's a sense of humor there's there's uh, an openness about it um which invites people to contact us it invites people to ask us questions about what we're good at yeah um and it's just a better way of doing business if someone's asking you your opinion and you give them the opinion free of charge you don't even have to go and see them yes yeah eventually they come back yeah. and they will say how much is it to buy a blah 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 then they're in the sales cycle but you already know them there's no need to uh, put constraints on them there's no need to put sales pressure on them they've come to you because they like what they've seen and it's 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 just turned our business not on its head not there yet yeah but as i mentioned earlier roughly 25% of the business we've done in the last 12 months has come through the internet through the social yeah. media through the online presence and i think i think if we just get better and better at doing that there's no reason why 50 75% yeah. can't come like that there will always be the traditional buyer yeah. who wants you to go there and you know sell your house keys dog and all the rest of it in the <laughs> deal and they'll want to buy something for free because you know that's human nature people sometimes want to feel they've negotiated a good deal yes and they want to do it on their terms and the internet's not really their terms so they'll want you there and if you want 100 pounds a month they'll want it for 50 yeah they enjoy doing that but again that's part of being a salesperson part of being a b2b yeah business you have to accommodate that so but, i suppose the you know the, the shift in your in your sales model has required you to really hold your nerve and be very confident in that and that that probably then um, filters out to your customers in because you you don't have that aggressive approach because it's like here's the information ask us questions combined with that personal you know we're, we're not just a big corporate mm. we actually do care about yeah. you and about our local area and having that sort of language means that that I suppose it's that old-fashioned word of mouth in some ways is coming more important mm. because people will see you 
because word of mouth is a bit like the, the social media side, really, because people will recommend you, they'll follow you, they'll like you, they'll comment, and then their contacts will see that. Yeah, I think so. It's, you've got to be confident in your product, yeah. of course, which we've got a lot of experience, 30-odd years yes. ago. So we know the product is good. That's taken care of. That's that box ticked. Um, we've also got confidence in what we're saying, mm. because we know our product. Yes. Because we learn about it, we know how it works, and we know why it is a benefit to that customer. Um, I often see, you know, adverts on the internet or an email marketing campaign. Here's a 25-page a minute photocopier, fifty pounds a month. Click here. Yeah. Whoa, ridiculous. You know, the the chances that that 25-page a minute machine for fifty pounds a month is right for that particular customer. It's remote. Mm. They might not need a 25-page money machine. They might need 20, yeah. in which case it'll be cheaper. They might need a 50-page money machine. So 20, why are you even talking about them? Yeah. Um, so that sort of... It's, it's not like a car. You know, a car's emotive. People want the leather seats, the aircon, the Bluetooth, blah, 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 and they'll have a budget, and that's what they'll buy, and then they'll think, this is what... I look nice in this, or it fits in my garage, or whatever. A copier or a printer or a lot of B2B stuff, it's not emotive, it's just a thing. Mm. So to say, here's my thing, here's how much it costs, you need one, I think it's just it's wrong. It's the wrong approach. Yeah. You end up with unhappy customers because the kit's wrong. You end up with people who sell and then disappear. Yeah. It's, it's just wrong. But I think the other thing that allows us to have this approach of, here's our stuff, here's how much it costs, we'll wait for you to get back in touch is patience all right so most businesses run month to month financially yes money in expenses there's your contribution um if you skew if you imagine it as a, a grid most companies skew the grid so what happens in this month affects the next month yeah and it has to because you've got invoice again blah, yeah. blah. Um, but if you imagine it holding it so it's not skewed yeah, so people will come to you, talk to you and buy from you when they're ready. Just because you did some work in January, if you can set your business up to wait until maybe April or May yeah. before the benefits of that happen, yeah, it's great. Because in May, you're doing stuff for September and so on and so forth. We're, give, we're doing business now that started February, March time last yes. year. So we're waiting. Yes, we have targets, of course. You've got to yeah. just hope that it's going to be <laughs> all right. You've got to measure it. Um, but the pressure that most sales organisations have got, sales guys must sell X amount, otherwise they don't earn a bonus. Um, they don't get a bonus unless customers have said at least that much. Mm. So there's this pressure, you know, that I think the sale, the internet has alleviated. Yeah. Now, if you go to Amazon to buy something, you go on, you click, put the product in, you have a look, you've got a figure in your mind, £20 for whatever it is. Yes. There's one here for seven. Why is that seven pounds? You go and have a look at it. Oh, it's made in China or yeah. it's got a 28 day lead time. Or, oh, that's why it's so cheap. Uh, it's one here for 15. You then go and look at the reviews. Yeah, there's, you get a feel for it. You get a, and you make a decision. Yeah. I'll wait until next week. 
might be the decision. Yes. Or I don't actually need that right now. I'll wait till I get paid next. Or yes. Whatever it may be. That's how people buy. You don't have Amazon phoning you. <laughs> exactly. They might go, you started buying this and then you stopped. Yes. Do you still want it? But then that's not aggressive, is it? That's no. just a do you? Do you not? No. And because for the customer, they can quite easily say no because there's no person there. Mm -hmm. So they're more in control. So I suppose that relates to your process of the customer is in control. So if you had a sales team that was more aggressive, then that would affect that. So it all has to go hand in hand, doesn't it? So, you know, having a sales team that sell in a different way with patience, with confidence in the service that they're, and the solution that they're offering to the customer, the customer feels no pressure, great technical advice, um, able to answer any questions. And then from a financial point of running the business, you've got that ability to wait, albeit it is supported by yeah. targets that you need to meet to be able to you know, pay the bills and function. Yeah. So There's, There is another side to it as well, the changing face of the sort of B2B unit hmm. sales. Um, by deploying the patients and the advice and all the rest of it, what you're essentially doing is you're going from being a sales guy into a consultant. Right. Yeah. Now, most consultants will charge a fee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, IT consultant, charge a fee. But whatever the consulting you're about, life coaches, the 25 year old life coaches out there, <laughs> they charge you a fee. Yeah. Um, and again, that's part of their uh, um, this skewed business model. Mm. Right? Um, because they want paying, they need paying, while they're helping you do their thing. You pay for a service. Now, there is an argument, and we've looked at it, started looking at it, but we're trying to work out how to get it out there is, you know, you can have as many photocopies as you like, you can do what you want with them, you know, but in order to be flexible and to facilitate us providing you with that kit and the software that goes with it and the advice, it's going to we're going to charge you X amount a month, you know, right. and you could have one copy or 50, it doesn't matter, because the price is fixed. Right. Yeah. Now, there's, there's, there's reasons why that would work, and it worked very well up front, um, but because we've got nothing to compare it to, we can't work out what's going to be like in the medium to long term. Right. Now, the medium to long term business model is something we've always had always it's better to leave money on the table and keep the customer for five ten years yeah. than it is to try and make money up front mm. and only have them for a year it's just yeah that's to me it's just normal business whatever business you're in look after your business look after your customers and then they'll look after your business yes of course so uh, this consultancy role going back to that again um is something that you can add value to and certainly something that isn't happening out there in our industry right. as another dif differentiator. Mm. If somebody can only afford £100 a month all in and they need an all singing and dancing photocopier, why can't we look at making that work? Yeah. Initially, we'd lose money because photocopier costs 60 grand or whatever yeah. and you're getting £100 a month. That's no good, is it? But it depends what you do with that £100 yes. a month in the medium to long term, will it recover the cost of that machine? 
is it possible? How do you protect yourself from yeah. people? What happens if they go bust? Mm. So many things. But that's the fun of running a business. But I, I do think the agility that small businesses have is, is phenomenal and very, it makes it very exciting. You come up with an idea, should we do it? Yeah, let's go. And, you know, and try things. Um, and, and then you can see the impact that has. Or, like you were saying, that one didn't work. I go walking, that's when my ideas happen. Mm. And you think, oh, actually, try it this way round. There's always more than one way to approach something. Um, and I think it is when we have time away from the business that we think about those things. Um, sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. When I'm walking my dog, that's when I think, oh, this would be a great idea for a blog. Or, what sort of dog have you got? I've got a working cocker spaniel. Hey, check it out. <laughs> very intense, <laughs> very energetic, so not like me. No, he's a working one, just as crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I walk him, I turn my phone off, or I try not to take my phone with me so that I have a complete break from everything. And ideas just pop into the head while you, you know... Have you got walk. a big list of stuff that you want to try? No, no, I don't. I have, I have a list of things that need, that needs doing, because I do multiple things. Yeah. I do write myself a list and those sorts of things, but in uh, but in terms of things that I a, a bigger picture list, no, not really. I have a I have a business coach that I work with. Um, I waited a long time to find the right one. Um, that's another one of those industries that's yes, full of yeah, people. exactly. And I I do a bit of that myself, but I I only do it for a couple of businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, you know, it's not a formal programme that we operate or anything like that. It's very flexible. But my business coach is also a bid writer, but he's more commercial experience. Right. Um, and I wanted to have a bid writer because of the terminology and just the shortcut of language. Yeah. Um, and he's been excellent for me. Uh, we meet for, for dinner every couple of months. Um, so we always take it in turns to buy each other dinner. And we just chat about my business. And he I may yeah, he gets dinner. I know. You didn't even get any biscuits. Man. I know. So sorry. <gasps> Never going to live that down. So I buy him dinner, and, and then the time later he buys me dinner, and we talk about um, my business. And he's, he's been really good because I do have a business plan, um, but it's very simple because mm -hmm. I don't do complex. But he's done things like, you know, how many days do you want to bill, and what does your average day rate want to be? And that's been really useful. Yeah. And, and that means that it's very simple and straightforward. I can produce my reports to myself every month, and that's fine. Um, so I found that useful. We've also worked together as well. Um, and I, I trust him with a lot of my business concerns and worries, and, um, and also because he understands the clients that we work with even though I have probably a bit more of a charity focus than he does. Um, and he can understand the, the complex nature of procurement, and he, he's more of an expert in that area than I. So that's, that's been really useful, as well as just learning from him of how he's done certain things yeah. and what apps he uses and you know, how he, the processes that he works, and the contacts, because he's a, a very big networker in Litchfield. Um, I think surrounding yourself with the right people it's always been a decent thing to do. Mm. You know, you, you need to work out, or as you, as you get on, yeah. I was going to say as you get older, but as you, mm. but no, true actually, as you get older, because 
you know, the life skill does blend in. Yeah. You learn, don't you, to go, right, that person's, I, I want to know them. Mm. I like them. Whatever yeah. it is, it could be somebody in the pub again, um, or somebody you've met on your business travels. And, but you also, you get a sense, don't you? You just know the charlatans, the ones that, uh, who are you? Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but you're not right. Yeah. You know, and that's really naive or whatever they're, they're saying. And you just think like, what's that all about? Yeah. You know, and off they go and then they turn up on LinkedIn and you just think, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what your purpose is. I think you do, you do need a group of people, um, even if you've, you know, you've got staff and stuff and yeah. I come from a self-employed family. My parents are self-employed and so is my sister. But my other half works, he's a, an employee, he's an engineer. And sometimes you don't really want to share it with your immediate family. I don't want to bore my friends with it either. Um, they might find this interesting. Yeah, they think it's funny I run my own business because <laughs> they see me in the pub. Um, so, but you know, you want your, your business friends and they are, they are different and they've been really useful and really supportive. Mm. And sometimes the people that you least suspect are the ones that come forward in a time of need. And I think that's really interesting. You know, the people that are there when you say, I need some help, look for the people that, that say it first. You know, look for the people that congratulate you first when something good happens for you and the things that they say. Um, you know, and don't always be there to help them out, whether it's reciprocated later or, or whatever. And yes, there are a lot of charlatans and there are a lot of sharks and there are a lot of like Teflon-coated people for whom nothing seems to touch them. And you, as in life with friends, you work them out pretty soon. Um, it's a shame you have to wade through them sometimes, but I think, again, part of the whole purpose of all this was to, you know, what differentiates you from yeah. your competition and, you know, what are you doing that's different. The path that, that Sterling are taking now, um, the reason it was difficult to see it because it was full of all these people, mm. you know. You just think, right, okay, uh, digital agency, in, you know, and the, the people, <laughs> the people that I had in are listening to this now, going, oh, is that what you thought? <laughs> it's a generic observation, but um, you know, I'm sure I used to do it with my photocopiers, my sales mm. pitches. You know, you you throw your sales pitch out of there. There's our product. Nothing was different from what I was saying compared to the Canon guy and the Xerox mm. guy. Nothing was different. And I think the same is true of the digital world. You know, if you're looking around going, which way shall I go? Mm. There's a thousand people wanting your money to tell you. Yeah. And I think you sense it. You just think like it's not, It's the industry hasn't been around long enough yet for anybody to really call themselves an expert, let alone be in a situation to say, pay me three, four, five hundred pounds a month or whatever. Yeah. And I'll do the postings for you. <sighs> what? Yeah. Save the money, do it yourself, and then once you've got a bit of experience, then you can go to an agency and go talk to them on their level. Yeah. Rather than as the underdog and how much do you want, I'll sort it out, you know. Sure, it's a better way of doing things, but at the moment, marketplace is full of businesses like that yeah you know the only way to sort of look through all that is longevity isn't it yes you know we can people can look at us and go well it's just a copy of company but it's for 30 years yeah you know the copy industry's only been around for 40 so 
Yeah. We're doing all right. Um, we've got experience. We've got. We know. We know what works, old school styley, but we're also savvy enough to go. If we keep selling photocopies like that, it's going to end. Yeah. Be like, be like Woolworths. Yeah. You know, it's no good saying our oh, copiers are cheap. Our copiers are cheap. Our copiers are cheap. Acres they're not. But B, people don't look over there where you're saying it's cheap. Mm. They're looking over here. So you yeah. need to take that yeah. and go put it over there. And the only way of doing that, to do it properly, do your own, what's the word, terminology I'm after? Um, you've got to do your own homework. Yeah. You know, there's only, only we know what works for Sterling. Yeah. You know, and I've always been like that. I don't like people telling me what I should do because I'm me. Yeah, I, I'll I'll work it out. You know, you can tell me, told you so. Yeah, but I don't mind that. Told me so. Okay, fine. You get a tick as somebody who later on, when you give me an opinion, I'll value it. Yes. But I didn't know you earlier on, so yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, you and the thing is, you do know your customer so well, and you've got a different way of doing it. So that social media voice needed to be that, didn't it? Really. Yeah. It needed to be to be you, and with the best intentions in the world, an agency wouldn't know that because you hadn't worked that out just yet. Right. Um, they, they might have saved us time, yeah, a little bit of time, two or three months, yeah, but it would have cost us fifteen hundred quid. Yeah, I can wait. Yeah, I'll learn. I'll do it. As I said, I've done stuff that I think oh, I shouldn't have done that. Not because it's damaged anything. Mm. It's just it was a waste of time. Mm. You know, I didn't know enough, mm. so the post was pointless. And it, yeah, ah, what a waste! I could have done it like that instead. Yeah, you know. But you do it differently next time. Or you do it the same, but with maybe different copy on it, yeah. or a different colour, or yeah. colour. Who knew? Who knew how, how much influence colour has? What the hell? Really? Who knew? It's exactly the same advert, one with a blue, one with an orange. Really? The poles apart, same audience, same amount of money, same amount of time, so 45% more. Really? Engagement. Colour. What? Let's try that again. Blue, orange, same result. Okay, it wasn't just fluke. It makes me think of supermarket, how they lay out the tins and you know, the colours of, of, uh, of products and labelling and things like that and the placement of them. That's what made me do the experiment. Mm. The red being a sale colour, mm. apparently. I was thinking, is it? Shut top. But as humans that basic, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are, because colours make them do things. Only, uh, why? I don't know. Our company colour is blue. Should mm. we change it to orange? Mm. I don't know. This is how deep you can go. Uh, but one of the joys of being a smaller company is if that's what we wanted to do, within a month we could do that. Yeah. I know people, you know, Yvonne, Essential or whatever, rebranders. Yeah. Want to be orange, please. Yeah. Would it make any difference? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's what's so exciting, isn't it? You don't know. And it, it can... We are in command of our ship. So if we want to slightly change the course, then we can do. And... Some biscuits. Yeah. Oh my God, next time, I swear to God, I will bring you the biscuits. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. Hold it against Especially me forever. Go for lunch with you. 
Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that another time. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much. Oh, just on the record, will you come and smash a photocopier for us? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I'll bring the biscuits. <laughs> it's, you're not going to hold me to it, are you? <laughs> Thanks ever so much, though. It's been fascinating to to talk to an established business that still is bringing in that innovation and still demonstrating that agility. And I think the things that we've talked about today, there's my head's full with, oh, that could be really useful for such and such. And, and I think the processes are very similar. It's how we apply them that, that makes our businesses unique. Um, and I think it just demonstrates that it, it doesn't sleep, but we can sleep by having patience and that confidence that the work will come in because what we have is something that's, that's, that's needed, but we deliver it in a way that meets the customer's needs. And I think that's universal. If you're, certainly for smaller businesses, we're not massive, but you know, smaller businesses, if your overheads aren't very big, because you know, that's the, the pressure, isn't it? Yeah. You know, can you pay your bills at the end of the month? You pay your mortgage, blah, blah, blah. So if you're uh, set up in your bedroom or whatever you're doing, starting your business, just don't expose yourself to that weak, that, that vulnerability. If you can't afford to have an accountant, mm. don't have one until mm. you can. Mm. If you can't afford a Range Rover out the front, get yourself a Fiesta until you can. Yeah. Just control it so that if you do have the bad ones, which you will, guaranteed, no fault of your own or definitely your fault, everything's fine. It'll be okay. It'll work itself out. If you're rolling around with your Rolexes and your £800 handbags and your, all the rest of it because you're an entrepreneur and that's the game you're trying to play and the image you're portraying, more for you. But yeah. One of the advantages of a new business, a small business, is this flexibility. You can control it. Yeah. I haven't got a hundred salespeople to, to pay at the end mm. of the month, so therefore the pressure for them to go out and sell isn't very high. But you know, still balance. There's still expectation. Yeah. You know, my MD expects I do certain things. I accept things from my salespeople. I expect them. The only person I don't expect anything from is Amanda. <laughs> but she expects stuff from me. So, yeah. you know, just put yourself in the best position possible to succeed. You know, take the rough with the smooth, take the old punch in the face, uh, and when things go right, enjoy it. You know, that doesn't mean go buy something that you can't afford, but yeah. enjoy the fact, I like it when I'm ahead of my sales targets, because it just, I don't know, you just relax a bit. Yeah. It just makes you a nicer person to be around, instead of being all uptight and thinking, oh God, it's just better. Yeah. And people around you are better. And your life's better. Excellent. Yeah. Fab, thank you very much. Thank you. Done. <laughs>